Look inside your dictionary And L-O-V-E you will see But nothing in the dictionary Will tell you what that word can be Love Is a four-letter word You are listening to The Bike Show on Resonance 104.4 FM. And this is the love edition of The Bike Show. Of course, bike is also a four-letter word, as well as love. And we're going to be talking about finding bike love. We're going to be talking about reclaiming love. We're going to be talking about what it's like to lose a loved friend. Just in, it appears as though the love-hate syndrome that goes is going on between the uh, cyclists of London and our lovely mayor Ken Livingstone has entered a love phase. Uh, the mayor has announced today that there's going to be a whole new raft of measures to boost cycling in the capital. Uh, the most interesting, in my view, is the plan to replicate the Velib scheme in Paris, essentially uh, providing very subsidised um, bicycles, which you can hire uh, very easily, just a quick swipe card system on the streets. And the plan is to introduce 6,000 of these bicycles to central London. Remember, Paris uh, introduced 10,000 in the first phase, and Paris is rather smaller in its central zone than London. So 6,000, I don't know if that's cutting things a little bit close to the bone, uh, but we shall see. And in fact, in the next couple of weeks in the bike show, we'll have a special report from Kieran Yates and Matt Tempest who had a go out there on the Velib scheme in Paris. And um, Paris is obviously a place that people associate very much with love and romance. And um, it's to love and romance that we turn now with a report from Alex Crawford, who long-time listeners to The Bike Show will recall has been doing bits and pieces for The Bike Show as well as writing about cycling here and there. And anyway, here is what Alex has to say about her adventures on a bicycle trying to find some love.
It's no secret that one of my motivations as a recently single and cycling obsessed woman for joining my local cycling group, the main pull if you like, was to meet other hot blooded cyclists. I'd amuse myself with speed dating, internet dating, singles parties, even flash mob dating, all with little success when on my two wheel travels around the capital I was constantly coming within flirting distance of dozens of fellow cyclists who I knew shared my passion for pedal power, so it seemed only natural to turn to what I knew to meet the man of my dreams. We've all heard tales of flirting on public transport. Some freebie newspapers even columnise it. But what about bikes? As activities go, surely nothing surpasses cycling as a catalyst for passion. After all, what else encompasses physicality, adrenaline, sweat, exposed limbs and rosy cheeks? And then there's the lycra, which doesn't leave much to the imagination. Though, of course, this doesn't do it for everyone. And as one friend points out, the morning display of G-strings. Admit it, cycling simply lends itself to sexual chemistry. I'm sure most of us cyclists have been privy to bike flirting in some form, whether it be a quick wink or brief exchange of words or smiles at the lights, a conscientious wiggle, even a whistle or a honk. Sometimes, though I'd never endorse this as a deliberate venture, even falling off can result in romance. A friend recalls the time a pretty lady scooped him off the ground right after he'd humiliated himself with the most slapstick fall one can imagine. Knowing you look like a total muppet never helps the flow of suaveness. The opportunities for cycle flirting can also be constricted by the context. It can be hard to get that romantic feeling when a two-ton lorry is coming up behind you. Plus, some might say cycle flirting is inherently biased against men, as there seem to be many more men than women who cycle. And because, as another friend puts it, it's horrible to meet people when you're hot, sweaty and wearing a helmet. Furthermore, this method of flirting can lead to letdowns. Who can deny the sinking feeling felt when seeing some prospective date whiz off leaving you to eat their brake dust? And what about the frustration experience when some fit guy starts chatting you up at the ASL, but you soon realise he's more interested in your bike than you? So, while it's all very well casting a few coy glances, running a hand through your hair, or sidling up to Mr. or Miss Dream Biker at the odd junction, in order to shift the flirting stage up again into something more meaningful, you might actually need to get off your bike, at least for long enough to strike up a conversation. Fortunately, the cycling world is rife with opportunities to get to know other cyclists, whether you're a slick city commuter or a weekend cruiser. In London, not only do we have trendy cycling shops, perfect for subtle browsing, and Critical Mass, a bike flirt's paradise, but we have wonderful active local groups where people really do hook up. As many as 20 Southwark cyclists have met their current partners through group activities, while the pub after meetings is another opportunity to bond. Southwark cyclist coordinator Barry Mason puts this even more succinctly. Forget speed dating, do more rides. Others recommend a sponsored bike ride, especially the smaller ones where you keep seeing the same people. I won't even bother discussing the possibilities that present themselves at the world naked bike ride. As for my success, well, I've done the rides, worn the hot pants, tasseled my hair at the lights, loitered on the roadside with my punctured tyre waiting for my panniered prince to rescue me, and I've mooched about the trendiest shops in town, and I'm happy with my progress. But my final thought on the subject goes to you, Jack, who tells me that flirting is definitely the best reason to stop at red lights. Now, there's a Transport for London marketing slogan in there somewhere. Over to you in the studio, Jack.
did I say that? Did I say that flirting was the best reason to stop at red lights? You know, I probably did. But uh, there we go. Alex Crawford reporting on flirting on two wheels. been amazingly sunny these last couple of days and uh, there's a sense of spring or summer coming in to the streets of London. Uh, unbelievable uh, warm weather. Paul from Art Rocker was only commenting on it just now. Um, and when it's weather like this, you know, it's time to have a happening. It's time to take all your clothes off and run around. Yeah, it's time for a love happening. And this, you know, we're not talking just about carnal love here. We're not talking about idle flirting of the Alex Crawford kind. We're talking about the, uh, the love that exists between all people. And someone who's been doing more than her fair share to spread the love and spread the bike love over the last few years is Venus Kamura, who, of course, is uh, one of... Uh, well, she's, she used to have a show on Resonance. I don't know what happened to Venus's show on Resonance. But um, anyway, she's finding lots of things to occupy herself with, not least a project and a happening called Reclaim Love, which is taking place this Saturday, uh, also a kind of Valentine's Day tie-in, uh, on the um, 16th of February, a couple of days after Valentine's Day itself. And um, I asked Venus to tell me a little bit what it was all about. On Saturday, for the fifth year in a row now, we're going to have a Reclaim Love event, which happens in the centre of London, in the heart of London. Because at Valentine's, what happens is people have a tendency to go out and buy things to prove that they love one another. If people buy chocolates, they buy flowers, they buy diamonds. They, they just, and, and these three industries are extremely corrupt. They're like the people who are working in these flower factories in South America and Africa 
are having to deal with phenomenal health hazards because of the pests, the fungicides, and all the disgraceful stuff that they have to spray on these beautiful flowers and to show um, to sell to Europe. And so someone gives this poisonous flower to somebody that's nearly killed somebody in Africa to say, I love you, look. And um, and the same with diamonds. We all know about the whole um, conflict diamond situation where diamonds are funding stuff in the civil war in Sierra Leone and other countries in Africa. The whole chocolate trade, the whole chocolate industry, well, not, well about 95% of the chocolate industry is a totally corrupt industry with slave labor and just really, and child labor, um, where children are being trafficked and sold to, to work in these um, chocolate plantations. So what are you going to do about it? Well, what we're going to do about it, it's going to reclaim love. What we do is we're just, re- it's just bringing thousands of people together in the center of London to party and just to remind ourselves that actually we don't have to go out shopping to do to love. The greatest gift in the world is love. So we come together and we just love and we just have an amazing party right there in Piccadilly Circus. And we've got bicycle powered sound system, the rinky dink sound system. We make a huge, 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 huge circle and send so much love out into the world because it's the greatest gift in the world. I mean, so is everybody welcome to come along? Everybody's welcome. Everyone with a heart is welcome to come along and join the party. It's at 2 p.m. in Piccadilly Circus this Saturday. And just wrap up really brightly. And if you've got costumes, wear them. It's quite festive. You know, we're celebrating. We're not demonstrating. We're celebrating. We're celebrating the greatest thing in the whole world ever. We're celebrating love. The stuff that dreams are made of. The stuff that we're all looking for, you know. Well, that was Venus Kamura explaining a little bit about Reclaim Love, which is happening this Saturday. I think I did go along. In fact, I know I did go along. There is photographic evidence of me at one of the early Reclaim Love um, happenings down there at Eros, which, of course, is the statue of love in our fair city of London. And um, go down there at 2 o'clock on Saturday, and there's always a lovely crowd of people there. And it seemed to be bigger and better than ever, judging by the videos which are online um, at www.o-i-l.net or over at the MySpace, myspace.com slash reclaimlove. And uh, apologies there for the poor quality of that audio. Um, I was speaking to Venus via the medium of Skype telephony. Uh, She was deep in the bowels of love central up in highgate and uh, unable to meet with me in person because she had so much preparing to do for the big day so get on down there to eros saturday at uh, at two o'clock on the 16th of february for some reclaim love action well it's always you know it's all very well talking about love but what happens to you on valentine's day on this week when everybody's getting loved up if your love is is over and you realize that the love that you cherished is um is gone 
There are a couple of things you could do. The first one I would highly recommend is to stick on a bit of a cheery French pop from the 1960s. And here is Antoine with a jaunty little number about the end of love. Je suis vraiment la troisième roue de ton vélo Super, super flu Et le mille et unième gramme du kilo Que tu m'as perdu Je suis beaucoup moins important que ton coiffeur Et que ton yogi Je t'offre de l'or et des roses Et puis mon cœur tu m'oublies As-tu entendu parler des colères terribles des esclaves Et de la révolution de 89 As-tu entendu parler des pigeons qui détruisent leur cage et du taureau que l'on prend pour un bœuf Je suis vraiment la troisième roue de ton vélo Super, super lu Le 37 du casino de Monte Carlo Et rien ne va plus Oui, le 37 Et rien ne va plus Oui, le 37 Uh, Antoine is singing about what it's like to be the third wheel on your bicycle and I don't think he's talking about a tricycle. Rue de ton vélo. Nobody wants to be the third wheel of anybody's bicycle, so my advice is to forget about it, get out there, listen to what Alex Crawford has to say, make a special effort to stop at those red lights when there's somebody you want to talk to pulled up alongside. I think anyone who's been looking at the internet from a cycling perspective over the last week will have been saddened and shocked, but somehow warmed inside to have seen the outpouring of love for a man who has done an enormous amount for cycling and who engendered a huge amount of fondness amongst people who never even met him. And I'm talking, of course, about the great, the mighty Sheldon Brown, who very sadly passed away last Sunday. 
And um, it was a real shock to hear. You know, we all knew that he hadn't been well and um, was suffering from MS and had not been on his bike, although had been on a on a recumbent trike getting around. But um, it was it was a shock to everybody to hear that he'd died, and a huge loss to the world of cycling. Um, of course, we feel massively for his family and friends at this difficult time. But he did touch an enormous number of lives of people um, who ride bikes, either people who'd been to his shop, people who'd consulted his encyclopedic website, people he'd discussed things with over email or people he'd met on rides. We did feature an interview with him that Kieran Yates did um, a couple of years ago, and that is available up on the website, um, www.thebikeshow.net. And, you know, Kieran was really impressed by the the attention that Sheldon brought to his own plans to do a big cycle tour across the United States. And I think everybody who's said something about Sheldon has just said how deeply Sheldon clearly cared for anyone who was riding a bike. And he truly loved the bicycle and he loved being part of that world of bicyclists. And we're all very much the worse for Sheldon's passing. And um, I want now to play a tune that is by a band called The Oyster Band, not the normal kind of thing that you'll hear on the bike show, but it happens to be Sheldon Brown's all-time favourite band. I don't know whether it's his all-time favourite track. I suspect it's not. I don't know what Sheldon's Desert Island Discs were. What a wonderful concept that is. But anyway, The Oyster Band is a band that Sheldon described in one of his podcasts as the greatest thing to have come out of England since the Beatles. And uh, this is a track by The Oyster Band for Sheldon Brown and his memory. Judgment 
Coming back on the Mike Show in due course, in the fullness of time, for a proper tribute show to Sheldon Brown, uh, particularly for people who perhaps don't know who Sheldon was. Um, I don't know that there can be too many people who ride a bike or are interested in cycling um, who've done any t- little bit of uh, mechanics on their bike who don't know in some way who Sheldon was or in some way have learned from what he had to say about cycling. Well, that's a choice for Sheldon Brown, the oyster band, When the World Divides. And uh, we've only got a few minutes left on the show, and I want to announce a couple of excellent-sounding events which are coming up uh, this week, Valentine's Day week. Well, the first one is um, a show, a fashion show, really, called Wheels and Heels uh, that's going to be taking place on Columbia Road, uh, taking over the whole of Columbia Road on the night of Valentine's Day itself from 6pm. Um, local independent talent and established designers will shine a new light on cycle fashion with the designs on the catwalk just as at home on the high street as on a bike. Brands on show will include established talents such as Dashing Tweeds and Savile Rose Jan Chichmanech, alongside up-and-coming designers such as the Boulder Boutique and Archie's Grow Bags. So that's on Thursday from 6 o'clock up on Columbia Road up there in uh, East London, E1, I think. And the second thing that's happening is actually the very next day, the Trixie Chicks, who, if you were listening to The Bike Show a few weeks ago, are an all-women band of um, fixed-gear freestyler kind of trick bike rider folks who um, go around London causing havoc on their bicycles, pulling wheelies, endos. Well, no, that's BMX, isn't it? No, they're they're sort of... um, They're the fixed-wheel ones, you know, riding backwards... um, track stands longest skid that kind of stuff they are having a party on the 15th of february from 9 p.m until 4 a.m at the appropriately named old boys club uh, 68 bolin road n16 up in dalston and they helpfully say that that's up in dalston near the cost cutters and the new vortex so i don't know i guess those must be dalston landmarks for all you Dalstonites. Um, so that's on 15th of February. Um, go, get up to that until 4am. So that's a late one. And that's about it for me. About a minute left for the bike show. Guitar Man is up next. And of course, next week, I will be taking a break from presenting the show. And the show next week will be all about 
the very same Trixie Chicks and Amy Cooper will be taking over the controls at the bike show. But maybe see you up at Wheels and Heels on Columbia Road uh, on Valentine's evening. We'll be there having a look around. 